Someone who's trying to translate the Bible had a total mistranslation. There's been a myth going around for centuries that Jewish people grow horns. So here's the big reveal. There's no horns over here. And Jewish people do not have horns. So where did that come from? Where did the idea that Jewish people have horns? And is that a compliment? Is it an insult? Is it derogatory? Uh, well, what's the idea that Jewish people have horns? And I have been approached over the years by people, by people asking me about that. Do Jewish people have horns? Where did that all come from? Well, there are many myths in life that we come across. And so many myths are just a myth. But this myth that Jewish people have horns comes from an artist known as Michelangelo. In the year 1505, he was commissioned to make a picture of Moses. And he did a beautiful sculpture of Moses. And in that picture, he put two horns, as if Moses had horns coming out of his head. So where did Michelangelo come up with the idea that Moses would have horns? Or where, where did he dream that up from? So after some research and digging, you get to learn where this myth has all begun. As many, many myths begin with a misinterpretation and a misunderstanding. And all of a sudden, it, it gains traction and all of a sudden becomes a reality. So where did Michelangelo get the idea that Moses had the horns? Well, when we look in the Bible and we see when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, after he spent 40 days and 40 nights basking in the spiritual, the spiritual home of God, that Moses, the only person who was able to see God face to face, Yes, and Moses came down from the mountain. His face, as quoted in the Bible, was radiant. Yes, after spending 40 days and 40 nights in the glory of God Almighty Himself. Yes, He did come down from the mountain and His face was radiant. The word radiant in the Bible is used the words Koran, that his face was radiant. That's what Koran means. However, the same word of Koran could be read as Karen, which means horns. So somehow, someone who's trying to translate the Bible had a total mistranslation. The word radiant was the appropriate translation, ki karan erponov, that his face was radiant. 
but this translator somehow decided to translate that Moses came down from the mountain with horns. And thus has begun the myth that if Moses had horns, then all Jewish people must be born with horns. Well, for the last 3,300 years since Moses came down from the mountain, we have not met one Jew with horns. However, horns is very, very prominent in the Jewish religion. So much so that every year when we herald in a new year, when we say goodbye to the past and we welcome the future, that is done with a horn. Now, this horn is a ram's horn. The ram's horn has tremendous amount of representation, what it reminds us. It reminds us of the very first Jew, Abraham. When Abraham was 75 years old, he recognized that God Almighty is the creator of the world. And God appeared to him. And thus they have begun a relationship. When God appeared to Abraham and told Abraham that now that I recognize that you know who I am, I want you to teach monotheism to the rest of the world. And Abraham went on this mission to teach the world about monotheism. Along the way, God put Abraham through 10 different tests to see if Abraham is truly devout, if Abraham is totally committed to monotheism, to believing in God. And each one of those tests were very difficult tests. The final test was when God told Abraham, I want you to take your only child, Isaac, and I want you to bring him as a sacrifice. Isaac was going to be his prognator. Isaac was going to be his whole future. And now God is telling him, I want you to take your son Isaac, and I want you to bring him a Mount Moriah, which is where Jerusalem, the Temple Mount, and I want you to tie him on as a sacrifice, and I want you to sacrifice him. Abraham, he was so committed to God that he went as far as to do the unthinkable, the unimaginable, that he took his son Isaac, who was then 37 years old, and he walked with him on this mountain. At some point, Isaac said, Daddy. And Abraham says, Here, yes, I'm here for you. What is it? He says, Daddy, we're going to do a sacrifice. I see you have the machete. I see you have the rope. I see you have the wood. But where is the sheep? What are you going to sacrifice? And Abraham revealed to Isaac that you are going to be the sacrifice. Isaac did not run away or abandon ship. He continued on the mission. And he lied down willingly on the altar. And Abraham was about to sacrifice him. When the angel came and said, Abraham, do not do this. This isn't Judaism. 
Judaism is not about death, not about sacrificing your children, God forbid. On the contrary, Judaism is all about life. This was all but just a test from God. God was just testing you to see how far you are willing to go. And now that God has seen that you are totally committed, then God will bless you will bless you that whoever you best will be blessed, that you are going to be a father of a great nation. And the angel told him, take a look on the side, you'll see a ram. The ram had two horns. Isaac was led up from the altar and Abraham brought the ram as a sacrifice. We celebrate that sacrifice every single year on New Year's, through the ram's horn. We take a horn, the ram's horn, and we blow from the depths of our heart the tunes and the sounds that have been sounding for 3,300 years. A ram's horn is very narrow at one end, but becomes very wide on the other end. It teaches us that when we are living a life and we have constriction, we are being limited by whatever life is restricting us from constricting us. We know that it will eventually open up, just like the ram's horn starts from a very thin at one end, but very wide at the other end. As a matter of fact, just when we're about to blow the horn, the ram's horn, we quote from King David, where King David writes that, God, I am calling out to you from the midst of constriction because I know that it's going to become widened. And that is the lesson of the horn. The horn that we believe in is not the horns that the myth has the Jewish people have horns. The horns that people are talking about is the horn that we blow on the New Year's to coronate God Almighty, to renew our commitment to God. Just like the ram had two horns, one horn was to represent Abraham's sacrifice. The second horn is reserved that when the Messiah comes to herald in a new era, the era where the world has reached to its perfection, he will be blowing from the second ram's horn. So indeed, every year when we blow the horn, we think about the Messiah. We think about it's time for the world to have a change. It's time that a prophecy becomes fulfilled where Isaiah wrote about what the world will be like when the Messiah comes, when everyone will know God. There will be no more war, no more hunger, no more illness, no more death. That as a matter of fact, everyone is going to live peacefully together. Even the animals, the wild, ferocious animals will become tamed. The children will be playing with the bears. The lion and the lamb will lie together. A world that we could only imagine is the world of perfection. God created the world 5,784 years ago. The world was designed 
to be for 6,000 years. We're getting very close to the end. You and I are living now in a generation that we can herald in the messianic time. It is truly just before dawn where it is the darkest. We are truly living in the darkest of times, but yet in miraculous times. We have seen such advances in all areas of humanity as far as our ability to live longer. The medicines, advances in medicine, advances in travel and communication and electronics and food production. There's so many advances that we could have never ever imagined, which is now common place where years ago would have been considered a miracle. That is just a taste of what it's going to be like in the Messianic times. So what you and I can do to help bring them the Messiah is to do random acts of goodness and kindness, to grow spiritually, reconnect with God, reconnect with your religion, reconnect with your family and friends, forgive, love, be kind, or for compliments, be gentle to others, be warm, be open, have tremendous amount of hospitality. Any amount of goodness and kindness that we do brings us all a step closer to the coming of the Messiah. So now you don't have to worry about if Jewish people have horns. The only horns you should think about is the horn that the Messiah is going to blow upon his arrival. May we be meritorious that it happens speedily in our days. Amen. God bless you. God loves you.